Hi, welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating podcast. So there's a few things that I want to do right off the bat. First of all, if you made it through the last episode, God bless you. (laughs) The audio quality has been inconsistent for the, you know, the last several weeks, maybe even months. And I acknowledge that Um, I've been working through some tech challenges. And so for those of you who have stuck with the podcast for that, for those challenges, I want to really thank you. I think I finally got them figured out so that we can move forward with some good audio. And I had actually recorded this episode already and listened to it back. And, uh, you know, I realized there is no way um, the first one had already come out by then, but I was, I was like, you know, I'm just going to re-record this episode. I'm very much of the mindset 70 percent is perfection, 100% is failure, or rather 70% perfection is success, 100% perfection is failure. (laughs) However, that was when I listened, I thought, man, I, I couldn't make it through this episode, you know, with this sound quality being like this. I personally have very sensitive ears. So if you did listen to the entire part one, God bless you. <laughs> um, so today's part two. And from here on out, the audio will be much better and it will be consistent. The other thing I want to mention is that as I've been working with more of you who have been, you know, coming through my programs, reaching out to me in DMs and things like that, I've noticed that there are a number of you out there who are in the helping profession in some way, shape or form. You are helping others, you know, you're a spiritual healer, you are doing work helping people to heal their bodies, heal pain in their bodies. Um, you might be a therapist of some type. You might be um, some, you know, a yoga instructor or a massage therapist. Like there's so many of you out there who are in the helping professions. And so since I've identified that, I am now being more intentional about how I share the tools that I've been sharing from day one on the podcast, but to be more intentional about making specific examples or, you know, sharing it in a way that will really resonate with you more deeply. But whether you're a spiritual healer, helper, practitioner or not, these tools will continue to support you. Thank you so much for being here and listening and being a part of this community. Okay, so in part one, we talked about the first mistake that many of us have made when it comes to dealing with indulgences, which is surrounding cravings. Um, We tend to resist cravings. And so that episode was all about how instead of resisting cravings, we can actually use them. You know, we can turn them from an enemy into an ally and we can use them as a compass to move us in the direction we want to go. So today what we're going to talk about is the second mistake that we've all made, myself included, which is we indulge, we allow ourselves to indulge, but we do it from guilt versus from values. So if you ever feel, you know, guilty when you eat something, 
quote unquote bad. Like let's say you have some fries like I did yesterday (laughs) or you have, you know, something that like some chocolate or something, or maybe you have a little bit too much and then you start beating yourself up because you're not perfect. Um, You feel like you shouldn't have eaten that. That was a bad food Um, or you feel anxious about whether or not you might be gaining weight from eating the food. Well, this is what I call, this is basically you're um, eating from deprivation and guilt versus eating from your value. So we're going to talk about what I mean by this and how to change this in this episode. So what you probably want is to be able to eat the occasional piece of chocolate and enjoy it in moderation without wondering if it's going to make you gain weight or feel guilty about it, right? So in this um, part two, we are going to get into you know, how you can really eat from your values, which means that you're eating from an inner sense of knowing that you're doing something that is a healthy choice for you in that moment and in the context of your goals that you have for yourself. So, you know, this is something that I used to really, really struggle with. And it's something that I've helped my clients with which is I looked to the outside for what or how I should be eating. You know, I never stopped to ask myself what my values are. And I think this is true of most people in the world. And we may think that we have a pretty good sense of our values, but what we don't realize is that our values are always operating under the surface unconsciously. In fact, everything that we do in our life, we're doing from our subconscious values. And... But yet we don't, we don't stop and ask ourselves, can you believe I forgot to plug the microphone in? After all of that, (laughs) you got to be able to laugh at yourself, right? Um, But I didn't want to redo that intro because frankly, I thought it was really good. So I'm going to just plug the microphone in and keep on rolling. (laughs) So where I left off before I realized my blunder was, you know, I used to look at, look to the outside for how I should be eating. Um, And I didn't realize that every choice that I was making was honoring some subconscious value. There was a subconscious value that was operating under the surface. And so whatever I failed to eat the way that that outside influence told me I should be eating, then I would start to beat myself up and I'd feel guilty. And I'd start to think, why can't I do this? You know, according to so-and-so, I shouldn't eat sugar because it's toxic. And um, a person who loves themselves wouldn't even want to put this in their body. And so I would really beat myself up, throw myself under the bus, and I'd feel so overwhelmed and I'd feel so much pressure to do these things perfectly. And eventually I would just snap and say, to hell with it. And then I'd go crazy, right? And go to the opposite extreme. And what I didn't realize was that I was really, I was trying to control myself on the one hand, but then when I would finally allow myself to indulge in something that I wouldn't, that I thought I would enjoy or that I wanted to enjoy, 
it, I would be doing it from, uh, from this sense of deprivation, from this sense of guilt. Like I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway, you know? So then I'd feel like I was rebelling against myself. So today, what I want to get you started thinking about is your values, um, in life. So our values are operating in every area and how you know what your values are, you know, oftentimes if we're asked what our values are, we might start to say what values we think we should have or what values we think we want. But what we don't do is look at, okay, well, what values am I actually living? And the way that you can figure that out is by looking at what you actually have in your life. And so what I mean by that is if you say you value, um, you know, self-care, for example, then, and I heard this from um, someone who I follow in finances years ago, I heard him say, hey, you know, you show me someone's bank account and I'll tell you what their priorities really are. So if you say you value self-care, you know, how are you spending either time or energy or money to invest in your own self-care and the truth can be said for your health. So here's another thing I want you to understand is that we're all different, truly. We're all different and we all have and we all should have different values. And at the end of the day, only you can determine what's important to you and what matters and only you can make the choice for yourself of what and how you'll eat. And this is all coming from pillar two of the embodiment method, which is called aligned eating choices. When you can make eating choices from a place of knowing instead of a place of having to do something, which we'll, we'll flesh out what this means and how you can do this over the course of this episode. But this means you never have to feel guilty about a choice because you're being congruent with yourself. All right. So for many of us, we don't think about our values. We may not even know what they are, which was totally me. <laughs> and that's okay. Um, because this isn't something that you know, we're taught, we're not taught how to set our values. We're not taught how to live from our values. Um, We're not taught how to really instill our own sense of values. We're often taught just a way to live and those values end up being our values by default. For example, I've shared many times how I was raised in a certain religious way And so by default, those values were the values that I was just inherently instilled with. Um, And over time, I picked up other values. Sometimes you have values based on, you know, things that, you know, maybe bother you in life. And so you operate on values that are rooted in like trying to be comfortable or trying to stay safe. So hopefully you're starting to get some ideas of how your values can both serve you and hold you back from what it is that you want in terms of your eating and your relationship with food and your body and your health and 
you know, releasing weight and so on and so forth. Now, I want to share a very simple question that you can ask yourself to start to flush out what your values are. And the question is this, if I already ate in a way that honored my values, how would I feel? So I want you to ask yourself this question, get out a journal, write it down and ask yourself, how would I feel if I already ate in a way that honored my values? And I want you to allow yourself to write it without censorship. So this is an imagining exercise because often what we do is we want to go into what we don't want. So the challenge is to notice when you start going into the negative, to notice if you start writing things like, oh, I don't want to overeat or you know, I don't want to gain weight or I don't want to do X, Y, or Z and move your attention back to imagine if you already ate in a way that honored your values. And what this will help you do is to pull the values out of you that you want to hold. But at the same time, it's going to help you to start identifying, okay, what are the values that are actually operating in my life on an unconscious level? I'll give you an example. I was shocked to find out that some of my unconscious values were comfort and status. I was shocked. When, if if you were to come to me and ask me, okay, well, what are your values? I would have said things that in my mind seemed lofty, like, oh, I value my health and I value my family. And those things sounded good to me and they sounded like values that I should have. But when I really looked at my life, I was doing things like sitting in front of the TV and overeating for long periods of time or playing games on my phone or scrolling on social media instead of working on, you know, improving my relationships. And so the actual values that were operating on a subconscious level and really driving my choices and my behavior were things like comfort and status. How status came in is kind of interesting and it might help you. So I'll share that with status, this is why I kept going on diets because in society, people who are thin are held in higher value in our society. And so on a subconscious level, when I would try to go on these like crash diets and hurry up and lose weight as fast as possible, intellectually, I knew that I should accept myself and love myself. And I might've said that that was a value that I had to love myself and self-acceptance. But on a subconscious level, this value of wanting to be a higher status was operating in my life. And so in these 
unconscious values, they're the things that actually drive our decisions unconsciously. We're not aware that this is happening. And so that's how this feeling of, okay, I keep saying I'm going to change this and yet I keep reverting back really comes from. And so when we can shift into, first of all, identifying what our unconscious values are um, and adopting the ones that we that we know will serve us and then habitualizing those values, having them be part of our new subconscious identity that actually gets us closer to where we want to be. That's when it starts to feel easy. That's when it feels like, oh, wow, I really can trust myself to make choices that align with my personal goals and values, whatever those might be. Because again, I want to reiterate that they're not the same for everyone. Not everyone has an intention of weight loss, for example. So it is vital that you allow yourself to imagine that it has already happened past tense. Otherwise, you will revert back to only what you knew in the past. And you'll just create more of the same. So one more time, that question is, How would I feel if I already ate in a way that honored my values? So that's what I wanted to share in today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for, again, for um, staying with me through tech challenges. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.